Hi, welcome back. Today's episode really embodies the whole holistic marketing principle that I like to always talk about. We have guest Deanna Pacina on, and Deanna is a communication coach and a DISC behavioral analyst. So if you don't know what DISC is, it's D-I-S-C, so you can just Google it. She has a free quiz that would be really cool to take before you listen, but even if you don't take it before, you'll honestly probably be able to place yourself in one of the four categories just by listening. It's not one of those things you like have to take the test. The DISC is a more of like a, instead of a personality test, it's more of a behavioral analysis. And I get asked all the time, should I have short posts or long posts or videos or carousels or storytelling or straight facts or, you know, people say sell the sizzle, not the steak, but like some people want the actual steak, right? Like not just the sizzle. So this episode dives into why you need a variety of all of those different types of posts and content, because everybody has a different disc, like a different way that they need to be communicated with. And we also, I didn't plan for this to happen, but we also dive into talking about hiring. I know so many of you struggle having, you know, a good front desk person or hiring a good virtual assistant. So Deanna actually talks about that as well. So she has spent over a decade helping individuals and businesses improve their communication skills and develop effective leadership strategies. She has a background in education and school administration And she really likes helping people unlock their potential and achieve their goals. And like I said, the DISC is just a really cool tool to cool tool to do that. So after listening to this, if you want to take Deanna's quiz, it's linked in the show notes, Um, send me a DM. I want to hear what you are and I can't wait to see what you think. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. Deanna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, <laughs> you, have your own, you have your own podcast. That's how I found you. So tell us about your show and tell us about you. So my show, um, I've actually changed the name of it, which I'm really excited and I'm going to relaunch. I've kind of gone through my own little identity crisis, if you will. And Mm. so I'm switching the title to how do I say this? Because I am so often asked that question by people in various different ways, be it my husband asking me to read an email and, you know, should I send this? And I'm like, "Mm, if you have to ask, I think you already know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'll have a friend send me something and saying, Hey, can you think of a word for this? Or how would you say this? Or how does this sound? And it also has a double meaning because it's not only how do I say this for clarity, but also how do I say this? in difficult conversations. And that's really what I'm all about is helping people learn how to understand how they communicate effectively and how other people communicate. And that as a 
speaker or in a conversation with someone, it's your responsibility to communicate in a way that the other person can receive it. Yeah. So we're going to really take this from a marketing lens today, but I know you mm -hmm. kind of do a little bit more than that. So tell us about you a little bit more about you and your business and how did you come to love the disc assessment and all that jazz? So I was certified as a John Maxwell speaker, trainer, and coach about seven years ago. And about two years after that, they launched their DISC certification. And so I love everything John Maxwell. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And so I went through their program. They partnered with a, a company called People Keys. So the DISC is one of those things where nobody owns it. There are different companies who have developed their own disc, but it was actually developed by someone named William Moulton Marston. And so nobody owns it. So I could create okay. my own, you know, disc if I wanted to go through that process of, you know, testing it and trying it and all of those things. So the John Maxwell team partnered with people keys. And so I went through that process and got certified and it just is something that came supernaturally for me. I just found it really easy to understand it. And I, I think that that might be from growing up a military kid and being a military spouse and having to move all of the time and quickly assess a situation and figure out how, how am I going to fit in here? And so, um, it just, I, it, it was like somebody had given me the keys to go, Oh, now I get why I do this or why this works this way. And then for three years, I worked for a company where I was doing business coaching and the disc was something that they had mentioned in their program. But what happened is over time, people would show up to call specifically to ask me questions about the disc. And so wow. I realized that that was my secret sauce and my ability to be able to listen to what was going on with someone and say, what, what's your disc profile again? what's that person's disc profile? And they would tell me, be like, oh, well, here's the problem that this is the problem over here. Okay. And so it's been a really powerful tool to help me understand teams and where teams might be getting stuck, what they might need in order to be able to move forward, how to solve conflict, create higher, higher levels of efficiency. Yeah. So I just like, I'm super, I could talk about it all day long. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So how, what does it look like in your work now then? Are you working with people one-on-one? -on -one? Are you working with teams? Is a little bit of everything? It's a combination. So it could be one-on-one -on -one if somebody's, so there's different types of disc assessments that I can offer. So I can do just a normal disc assessment. We have an entrepreneurial one. We have a sales one. So if sales is something that somebody's struggling with, you can actually take the disc the sales disc assessment, and it'll let you know what your strengths are in sales or what areas you might need to work on. Uh, we also have one that can be used for a hiring purpose. Um, I have a teen one and then like, a so we, there's so many different ways that it can be looked at. Um, so it can be used with people individually, but it's really powerful when you are working with teams, especially what I've seen over and over again is people will say, gosh, I just, I can't keep somebody in this position, keep uh, losing somebody in this role. What is the problem? And when you get really clear on what the role requires, what the tasks are and what the responsibilities are, if it doesn't align with that person's strengths, their natural strengths and abilities, it's, it's going to be a mismatch. It's going to have challenges. Let's just start from the beginning. Deanna, what is a disc assessment? And can you kind of do a quick primer on each of the letters? 
Yes. So the DISC profile is a behavior analysis tool. It's not a personality test. And so what it shows you is how people behave, which really makes it a cool tool when you understand it, because you don't have to know somebody's DISC letters to be able to read someone's behavior. Okay. And so our personality is fixed. It's who we are, but our behavior is an expression of what we do. And it's influenced by things like heredity, role models up until the age of 12, and then experiences that we've had after the age of eight. So it's not necessarily something that's fixed. It can change over time based on the experiences that we have. And there's been a tremendous amount of data that's gone into the disc to make it accurate. Again, nobody owns the disc. There are different companies who have their own versions of the disc okay. who show, you know, some have pie graphs, some have bar graphs. Yes, um, yeah. my, the, the one that I use is more of a plotted point graph where okay. we look at things over a 50% line as being the strengths of that person. And so it's, and the thing that I really love about it is that it's it's a really consistent way to look at people and try to understand their behaviors and their strengths. It's also a really consistent way to identify blind spots. And it's really, once you start to understand it, it's really pretty easy to use. Okay. How can people get theirs? Like if you said you have a, um, a quiz or... Mm-hmm. So uh, you can go to, well, so I've created just a fun little quiz to kind of give you a taste of what your style could be. You just go to deannapacina.com forward slash quiz. You can go and take that there. This is not a formal disc assessment. It's just something that I made for fun, but it, it, it's pretty accurate and it gives you a good idea of a, of a starting point, but it's also important to remember that most people are not one letter. Most people are a blend. And so a DI is going to show up differently than a DC would show up. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's a really important distinction to point out is that it's not just here, I'm going to put you in this box and say, you're a D, you're yeah. an I, you're an S and you're a C. It's more nuanced than that. Yeah. And it shows up differently in different people. Okay, cool. So yeah. So, and you can still listen to this episode without taking um, Deanna's quiz and it'll make a lot mm-hmm. of sense to you because we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about it from a lens of marketing and then from hiring and things like that. But, but yeah, it's just a good thing to start just to kind of understand. And I don't think I ever realized that distinction, Deanna, I'm glad you said that, that it's a behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you say? Behavior. It's a ba- behavior analysis tool. Analysis. Okay. Versus mm-hmm. like a personality tool, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people shy away from personality. I love, I love them, but they're like, Oh, it's going to be in this box. <laughs> of like, course you do. You have a high eye. Oh, well, there you go. Good stuff. Um, but it's, it's, but you're right. Like it's so important, like to understand that it's, yeah, it's so much more than that. And it's not about putting you in a box. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the D is. So what? D stands for dominance okay. and people who have a higher D, you know, they want to make money. They want to save time. They want to be more efficient. I like to think of it as they, they want to get things done. Okay. And when you're talking to them, you want to be short and to the point, and you want to ask closed questions. They don't care how you feel. <laughs> yeah. They just don't. And as someone who's a super high S, so my profile is SIC, which is called a false D. So it means that I can appear to be a D when I know what the rules are. 
if I don't know what the rules are, then I struggle a little bit. I need something to anchor things to. So the disc works really well for me because I understand the rules and I can talk about it. Like I'm like, you know, I know exactly what to do because I know what the rules are. And so I know that when I'm talking to a D as a high, my, my S is my highest, like 99. Uh-huh. I have to pull back on and not say things like I feel okay. or I'm overwhelmed. You know, it's okay. like, they don't, they don't care. They want yeah. to know like what needs to be done because they're focused on results and the bottom line and their biggest fear is that they're being taken advantage of. Wow. Okay. And I don't want to, I don't want to stop your role talking about the other three types, but mm-hmm. I did just want to interject that one thing we said we wanted to talk about today was how a, a question I get a lot is, should I have short captions? Should I, should I have long captions? Should I have short emails, long emails, videos, carousels? People always want to ask me what's like the one type of content. And I, my answer is always, you need a mix because mm-hmm not just because of things like disc, but just in general, everyone learns and receives information differently. Um, As Deanna is going through these, then think about too, how this can translate to the type of, you know, emails you write or Instagram Mm -hmm. caption, you know what I mean? Cause there's people who they don't care about all of like the backstory of, you know, you grew up on a farm and, you know, stuff like they want to know what results is this going to get me? How much does it cost? How long does it take? Correct. I'm guessing. Well, and I would also say too, that it it depends on who you're trying to attract and who you're trying ah. to dispel. Okay. Um, so as someone who's a high S, I know that for me working with somebody who's a really high D, it's probably going to be super challenging if that person is not open to personal growth and a willingness to be able to look at those feelings, right? Because- okay. It, it can present a challenge. And so if you are, you know, if let's say you're, you have an, a, cor- a course for accountants, right. And you're mm-hmm. teaching them something that's a high C profession. You're going to want to focus on talking to the type of people who do that job. And so uh, taking it from that lens, you can really, it's kind of like glasses, right? Like one, two, three, four, when you go to the eye oh, doctor, yeah. which yeah, one's a little bit clearer, <laughs> I know. Yeah. which one's a little bit clearer. And if you think uh-huh. about, you know, who are you trying to attract? Okay. Then that also can shape your messaging as well. Okay. So my audience is mostly all in the health and wellness space. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're chiropractors, health coaches, whatever. Would you say there's probably a stronger type for people who are wanting to feel better and get better and do better? Or is that not really it? No, I, I think that it's more along the lines of, I'm trying to think, cause I've worked with a lot of chiropractors as well. And one thing that I noticed is that there is kind of a, like, they're really good at what they do, uh-huh. but they have a hard time handing off what they do to other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. They get stuck a lot sure. in the tactical application of what yeah. it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so understanding their own type and what their blind spots are will help them identify what are some things that maybe they need to let go of. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's helpful. Okay. So we've talked about the D though. Let's we'll move on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to, to sidebar too much. I just wanted people to hear these from that lens and mm-hmm. kind of get your wheels turning. So let's, what's the I? 
So eyes are socializers and influencers. And I is that person who like, they just have that special something, you know, I think about former students that I've had and I'm like, I, I knew when they were 12, that they were high eyes because they just walk into a room and they, they light things up and they just have a really natural way of connecting with other people. And they're focused on having fun. They like to talk about themselves. And so when you're talking to an eye, you want to make sure that you're using humor and you mm. don't want to use a lot of details because you will lose them. Yep. You need to stay focused on self and letting them have an opportunity to either see themselves in what it is that you're talking about or talk about themselves because they seek recognition and fun. And their biggest fear is loss of prestige or rejection. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> and so our S's are our supporters and our steady people. They are huge team players and they value security. They make sure, you know, they're the ones who are like making sure everybody's okay. And everybody has what they need. Okay. And when you're talking to them, they need to process their feelings and they do well with open-ended questions. Okay. And because they're seeking acceptance and belonging and their biggest fear is change or loss of security. So if there's some sort of an un expected thing that happens, or if you're in a sales situation and you're trying to push an S to make a decision, you're going to lose them every time. Because okay. if you're not making them feel safe, like they're making a really good decision and that this is going to be helpful for them, there's going to be a high level of resistance there. Okay. Yeah. And then sense. Our C's are our compliant people. They're organizers. They are detail people. They are the ones who make sure that, you know, every I is dotted, every T is crossed. They're very focused on right and wrong and systems and those types of things. So they like facts and documentation and data points. Again, these are not feeling people. Our feeling people are our I's and our S's. Our facts people are our D's and our C's. And so C's seek accuracy and order. And their biggest fear is being criticized for their work or doing something wrong. Okay. I think, could you do a little more like the difference in the D and the C? Mm -hmm. That's where I get a little confused. Yep. So D's are very driven about what needs to be done. So they're really good at organizing, but they're not necessarily the ones who like, they're really good at telling other people what they need to be doing. You should okay. do this. You should do this. You should do this. We need to do this. They're really good at like big picture and almost kind of like controlling and making sure that things get done the way that they're supposed to. And they're, and they're, they're more, um, outgoing as well. Okay. Whereas a C is going to be someone. So in a meeting, for example, the D's are going to be the ones who are telling you exactly what's wrong or what needs to be done. We need to fix this. This is a problem. What are we doing? When is this due? Whereas a C is sitting back and they're probably not saying a whole lot. They're sitting there and they're very introverted and they're listening and they're taking in the information and they have things that they should say. And what I will tell you is that if you're in a meeting and somebody who usually doesn't say anything says something, you need to listen uh, because there's probably about six other things that are laying underneath there that okay. they don't know how to get out because they internalize a lot. 
Okay. Yeah. C was my lowest because I've mm-hmm. always heard it be like compared. You said to the accountant, that's and that always, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, you've got everything. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, so I work with a lot of chiropractors as you mm-hmm. know, and, and so many of them have issues with their front desk. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I just can't find good help. Hiring is the hardest part of running your own business. But then I meet, I work with other people who've had the same you know, they call them CAs a lot of time, chiropractor mm-hmm. or front desk. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. one at the same time. Sometimes they're different roles, but so how would you then, and I've also heard it's like, not like you're not supposed to use personality profiles and hiring. Like it's like, it can be considered, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, just like quickly before we dive into the marketing part, how would you advise somebody who's, who's like, Oh, I can never fill this role or it never sticks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say, you know, you wouldn't want to use the disc as something to discount somebody. It's you look at something holistically and the, the, the thing about the disc profile that I use is it shows you three things. It shows you somebody's, um, natural style, their adapted style and their mirror. So natural is how somebody's going to react under stress. Adapted is how somebody acts when they think they're being observed. And there can be a difference between those two, especially if somebody has been working in a role for a long time, that's really forced them to have to use skills that are maybe not natural for them. And then mirror is how we view ourselves. So if there's an alignment between those three, then that means that somebody's like they're in the sweet spot. They've been doing the type of thing that they're really good at. If there's a disconnect between those, then you want to shoot for what that natural style is. And so a lot of the other disc profiles only give you one letter combination, whereas the one that we use gives you those three different views. And I think that's where it gets really powerful is that you can see, like you might know someone and then some stressful situation happens and you're like, where Where did did that come from? And it's because under stress, they're going to their natural style. And, you know, someone who's learned how to lower their D might under stress, like make it go super high. Mine's the opposite. Like my D is like almost negative. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it just, it's, 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 for me, it's the first tool in getting to know someone, right? But let's say you have a role like that, that's a front desk role where they have to interact with people. There has to be attention to detail. They're probably taking appointments. They are collecting money. They're doing, you know, other different types of things. So you need to have someone who is personable, but you also need to have someone who has attention to detail. So in that situation, somebody who is a blend of a CS is probably going to be a really good fit. Somebody who's just a high eye, you're going to love them. And everybody's going to love them when they walk in the door, but they're honestly probably going to drop a lot of balls because attention to detail is not their forte. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means that that's, that's not their strength. That would be me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be the welcome committee for you all day long, but you want me to get into the weeds of everything. And I'm like, right. I was a, a bank teller one summer. I think that was the worst possible job for me <laughs> ever. It was awful. My drawer never balanced at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, like all, everybody always liked, like, you know what I mean? They were like, oh, mm-hmm. it's I'm just like, but yeah, you don't want me handling your money. <laughs> yeah. And I've been um, in situations like that before where people yeah. have been hiring and they're like, but I really like this person. I'm like, 
I know you do. They're a high eye. That's why you like them. But you also know what the job requires and you don't want to set them up to fail and you don't want to set the position up to fail. Like if this is a pain point for you, let's really dig in and figure out why. What's the blind spots of the role? What's the blind spots of the person that you're looking to hire? And and use that as a starting point versus just like, oh, I need a warm body in the spot. So if you could give this one communication superpower to every person in the world, what would it be? And how do you think it would like impact not just society, but in your marketing and in your hiring and all of that? I think that everyone would benefit from a level of self-awareness of what (laughs) your individual profile is, because when you know, like, I even just get chills when I say this, when you know what you're, when you're open to knowing what your blind spots are, and you're in a conversation with someone and you're feeling triggered, you can say to yourself, am I being triggered because of this person? And this, and this is something I have to do a lot. Like, am I being triggered because of this person or am I being triggered because this conversation or this situation is making me feel unsafe? Okay. Or that something, you know, bad is getting ready to happen, you know, whereas a high, D might think, am I feeling triggered because of this person? Or do I feel like I'm being taken advantage of? Okay. You know? And so when you can identify that, then you can rationalize it. And then it also gives you the ability to speak to people in a way that shows an, all right, I'll go there an empathy and an understanding of who they are and how they process information. And one is not better than the other it takes all of us to be able to get things done. But when you can understand how someone else might be feeling triggered, then you can communicate in a way that's going to make them feel safe and okay. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So in your marketing, for example, like let's say the the stuff that we, let's say we're not focused on attracting one specific type um, because I know you talked about that Mm -hmm. if you are, but let's say, let's say we're not what are some different ways that thinking of these, these different profiles can come into creating your, like writing an email to your email list or, you know, putting a post on Instagram? Like, can you kind of give a tangible example of the high D's with like this type of email mm-hmm. or post or yeah. So the, I, the high D's want to know, you know, what are the results that you're going to get for them? Like, what is this going to do for them? High eyes, they want to they want to know that too, but they want to know like, how is this going to be fun for me? How is this going to be rewarding? How am I going to enjoy this? A high S wants to know how is, you know, am I making a good decision here? Why, why would I, why do I want to give you, you know, if we're talking about sales, right? Why do I want to give you my money? What's the reason behind that? And then the C's, they want all of the facts, like, you know, what's included or how long is this going to take or what is required? And so there, you know, it's, it's, it's just different versions of the same thing. It's all in how you present it. Yeah. So it's almost like putting on the different lens each time you said Mm -hmm. the one or two each time you you feel like you can accomplish all four styles in one piece of content, or do you think you kind of have to, I don't know, have separate? I think it depends. I think it depends on what, you know, what, what the content is. If it's a, you know, if it's something that is, I mean, if you're doing a a reel and you're just doing it to be fun, it's probably going to be more, you know, I related, 
but if the if the reel is fun, then maybe what could you include in the caption that could appeal to the other types? Yes, yes. And so look, you know, look at it that way. On a sales page, for example, I, you know, I almost think that you would want to include all of those because yes. I for one, <laughs> like when I see these sales pages and I'm like scrolling, 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 I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> if I need all of this information to make this decision, yeah. I'm I'm a little concerned. So but you know, there's there's enough spots on the page where you can include all of the needed information to make whoever it is comfortable with the decision that you're making. Yeah. And I've heard before that like when people do like the pre-PS or the TLDR, if you know what, if you don't know what TLDR is, it's too long, didn't read. That's mm-hmm. kind of for people like just get to the point. Would that be like mm-hmm. a D thing or a C yes. thing? A D thing. That'd yeah. be a D a thing. D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I don't care about the this whole thing. Just like here's the mm-hmm. Here's the quick and dirty. And then I feel like Mm -hmm. the storytelling aspect comes in more for like your I's and your S's. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Because you kind of put them in the feeling mm -hmm. of what it would feel like to have these results or what it would feel like. Yeah. Right. And so for the I, you know, they want to be able to see themselves in the results. Okay. And the S's want to see, they want to see themselves in the results, but it's a different result. They want to see how, this is a good decision. This is a good choice because everything for an S is done within that realm of safety. Like, is this, is this okay? Is this going okay. to be good for me? And then your C's they they're, you know, if you're on a sales call with somebody and they're asking questions and they're asking questions and they're asking questions and they're asking questions. And you're like, I've answered this question five times, but they're still asking questions. That's a high C okay. and you just have to be patient with them and give them everything that they need so that they feel like they can make an informed decision. Yeah. It's so funny. I recently had an email interaction with somebody enrolling in my program and I've never had so many questions before, but I didn't, it didn't annoy me even as somebody who makes like, has a lot of the mm-hmm. deep, like, because I'm like, Oh, to me, I looked, I saw it as this is great information. This is great data. Because mm-hmm. now I know what those kind of sticky points are that I need to address more in my marketing. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the C's because it helps me know, okay, I need to make this a little more clear next time. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, I, that's that combination of the ID. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, because that you're looking at it through the lens of what do I need to do? Like this information helps me understand what I need to do to make this better, to get the result that I'm looking for. Okay. Good to know. So let's, let's keep the marketing hat on. And then I want to switch over to like the team hat really quickly, but from a mark, from the marketing lens of, we talked about how to incorporate the types into, you know, what you're actually creating. Right. But how is something just not even just marketing, but as an entrepreneur, if you know your types, how can that almost be permission giving? Because I feel like there's so many coaches in the space who are like, this is my proven path and this is what you need to do. And you need to do X, Y, Z. And I told you one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because I am not that person. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who's like, you need to lean into your own. Like I can't put on my exact plan for you because it's not going to work. And you can't put your plan on this person because it's not going to work. Everybody kind of has their own style. I can give you a roadmap, right? Like I can give you, but how you get from A to Z might be a little different, right? So mm-hmm. how can we use this information to just almost, like I said, give ourselves permission and, and not feel like we're, we're fighting against the, the tide to get results in our business? 
Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. Yeah. Sorry. It's really long. <laughs> no. So gosh, I, I have said and thought a lot of times that who you learn from matters. Mm-hmm. And so if you're someone who is say a high C and you're trying to learn from a mentor or you're in a program that the personality or the, I'm sorry, the behaviors is more of a high D there's, there's probably going to, it's probably not going to work for you because that person's method is very different from yours. Mm -hmm. And so understanding who you are and what your strengths are. So for example, for me, I know I like being a part of a team. I I know that about myself. And so even if I work by myself, I can look for ways to build that in by having people that I check in with regularly, people that I'm accountable to and that I'm connected with and that they know what's going on with me. And so I can build those types of things in so that I feel that sense of support and safety from other people. If you're someone who is a high I and you're running a business, you're probably, you know, an amazing visionary and you're really, really good at sales. But what are your systems like? Where do you need support to make sure that those areas of your business are taken care of? And it doesn't mean that there's a weakness there. It just means that that's not what you're good at. And finding that person who is will just accelerate everything even further. Shout out, um, Carolyn. I have a, <laughs> I have an online business manager and she is, she, she makes everything work because mm-hmm. I knew that early on. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things when people are doing what they're really good at, you look at them and you're like, how are you getting all of that done? But for them, it's just, that's what they're good at. And that's what they enjoy doing. And they're in their zone of genius. And, and that's the thing is I think, you know, we all have our own zone of genius. And when we can understand ourselves in a way that allows us to go, okay, I know I am not good at a, Mm -hmm. I need support in this who would be the right person to help me do this so that I can focus on the things that I'm really good at so that we can all benefit from that in the process. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then I guess, I mean, really that segues like perfect, it's perfect talking about like the team and we already talked about, Oh, if I have a trouble filling the front desk role or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if you're just trying to find a virtual assistant in your business, how can you, I mean, can you have them take this? Can you say, what is this? Or, or is that not ethical? Is it not something typically you can? I mean, no, I, mean, I know a lot of people attorney, who, but. no, a lot <laughs> of people who, who use it as part of the process of the hiring process. And it's not just fill this out and it discounts you, but you know, with anything in your hiring process, you want to make it so that there are things that people have to do, that there are steps in the process, because the first step is to make sure is this person going to be a good fit on our team? Mm-hmm. Are they a good, you know, fit culturally? Do they have the same values that we do? Do they, will they fit with our organization? Then based on what that role in that position is, what kind of a task can you give them to show their skill set and their ability to be able to do the job? That will reveal a lot in and of itself. I had one job that I interviewed for, I'm not even kidding. There were seven different steps of the interview process. And when I got to the end of it and they hired me, I was just like, 
Yeah. That was exhaustive, you know, but I, you know, I understood the, once I got into the organization, I understood the reason behind it because they wanted to make sure that they were getting the right person into the position and into the role. And that's frustrating because when you're hiring and you're in a position where you're like, okay, I'm ready to hire or, oh, this person quit and we need to replace this person. There's a sense of urgency of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we have to fill this position now because this has to get done and this has to get done. But the problem is when you act out of a sense of urgency and not out of strategy, then you risk getting that wrong person, wasting time and money training them only only to lose them a few months later. Right. So just learning what I've learned from you today, we talked about that front desk role. I feel like that'd be mm-hmm. somebody who would need to have like a high I and a high C or no. Um, it could be like somebody who has a high. Uh, so here's the thing. Usually I and C together are, it's probably not there. Like, like oil and water. Uh huh. It's kind of like DNS. Okay. So they're, you know, they're on opposite. And so if you think about the squares, D and I are on the top, S and the C are on the bottom. Okay. So your, your D and your I are more extroverted people, people, your C's and your S's are more introverted okay. um, people. Your D's and your C's are more fact people. Your I's and your S's are more people, people. Okay. So in that type of a position where it requires an attention to detail, a CS or a DC is probably a better blend than say an IS because the IS is going to be full on people, people. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, you definitely want somebody who has that C, but like a straight up C probably will not come across as being overly warm. Yeah. will be the best person to greet your, maybe they're, maybe they do your billing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is awesome. So Deanna, how can people work with you? Like, let's say they, they take your quiz and they get this information, or maybe they're trying to fill a role in their, in their business. Like how can people work with you? How can they get support from you? What's the best way to find you? The easiest way is either on Instagram. You can direct message me there. I'm Deanna Pacina and it's P-E-C-I-N-A. I find that I have to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the only them. one I have like, one time I found another Deanna Pacina on um, Facebook and this is where my eye comes out. I was like, we should be friends. And uh-huh. yeah, she didn't want anything to do with that. You know, what's funny. <laughs> so you and I have, um, we didn't even talk about the fact that we're both military spouses mm-hmm. and we have that in common. Well, I was, my husband's been out for about a year now, but there was actually a Molly Cahill. My husband was a pilot in the Marine Corps. Uh-huh. He's a helicopter Wait, pilot. Wait, so was mine. Really? Yeah. What did Wait, he fly? Uh, Huey's. Okay. He flew 53s. Oh, what? We had some 53 friends. That's wow. We were at Camp Middleton for five years. Okay. We were in Lejeune and then Hawaii. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had friends in Lejeune and Hawaii. So that's so funny. We need to talk. I'm sure we know the small world. (laughs) Yeah. We probably have some friends in common, but because I knew some 53 guys, but there was a Molly Cahill pilot, female Marine Corps pilot. And I was at this spouse event one time. They're like, you're Molly Cahill. And like, everybody's looking at me like I was so cool. And I'm like, yeah, like, and then they like were asking me, what do you fly again? I was like, oh no, that's not me. (laughs) Like, I'm not that cool, but thank you for thinking that that could potentially be me. Yeah. And there's a Molly Cahill on Instagram because I have to have the A and mine because Mm -hmm. it was taken. And I'm like, please just give me your handle. (laughs) So that's funny. 
small world. Yeah. So find you on Instagram, your pod, mm-hmm. your new podcast is coming out. Mm-hmm. How do I say this? And then I listened to the episode. It was like a while. I just searched disc on Apple mm-hmm. podcasts and that's how I found you because I wanted somebody to come on the show and t- talk about these different types and how it can come through in your marketing. But, and then your quiz, you've already talked about that. And we'll make sure that that's linked in the show notes below. So I'm going to have to go look more into this natural adapted mirror styles. Cause I hadn't even heard of that. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to dive into that. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And the other thing is, you know, if you have someone where the natural and where everything's kind of flatlined, uh-huh. then that's an indication that they're going through some sort of a massive change and it's probably not accurate. Like you would what want do you to mean flatlined? Like if the, if so the, the way that um, the graph we use, it's like you cut up your D could be here, your I, your S and oh, your C. Okay. So like different levels like of which, yeah. uh-huh. if everything is kind of like even, then there's an indication there that there's some sort of a major change going on with somebody or they're dealing with something. And you might want to retest that person six months later to see if things have kind of even out for them. Same thing. If everything is above the 50% line, or if everything is below the 50% line, that's an indication that something is, is out of line there and that they don't have clarity in what they're doing. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like identity crisis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know who I am. Um, Deanna, thank you so much for your time today. This was amazing. And I can't wait for our listeners to take your quiz because I'm going to go take it myself right after you. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. This was great. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Premium.